we're back. It's Cheese and the Tugboat having a conversation. I think we're up to episode 26 now. The uh, Yeah, we're rolling, clipping right along here. It's been a little bit Hi. since uh, since we got in the saddle, but uh, we made some moves, found some time. Some people uh, left the house so that we could uh, have the opportunity. Sounds kind of di- sounds dirty when we put it that way. What? When it's like, oh yeah, she left, so we're able to do this now. Oh man, I just had like two days where she wasn't here, and uh, I've probably said this before, but I swear, I swear to goodness, that whole when the cat's away, the mice will play. Like my life just goes to complete garbage when she's gone. Uh, by choice, by choice. Uh, um, I just, you just let the dishes pile up and, uh, yeah, just make the whole place a whole crap field. So, basically a vacation from responsibility, a.k.a. the tugboat lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, but you actually, like, you keep your place, like, pretty spiffy. Like, that's the thing. Like, I don't even understand why you clean things. I'm like, what, what are you, who are you trying to impress? I think I just like being in a clean environment, a clean biosphere. My, some people were, used to say, oh, that boy really takes pride in his home. Because um, they were from the south, apparently. But, uh, no, I, I don't know. I, I just like to roll around in a clean environment. I don't vacuum as much as I should. And, uh, heavens to goodness, I don't wash my sheets nearly as often as is prescribed. But, uh, you know, the, the, the tidiness. Women love clean sheets more than than most things. Like I just I could not get over like how excited you would get over clean sheets and, and I'm in the same boat. I think in university I cleaned my sheets like twice in like the four years. Yeah. I wash my sheets yeah. quarterly. Well we'll say that I used to, just in case, but um <laughs> yeah, pretty much quarterly. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think maybe if there's like one birthday or Valentine's Day and I am just strapped for cash or out of ideas, I think I'm just gonna wash the sheets. Just just starch them. You gotta have to figure out how that how that happens, but apparently that's a real thing. Starching the sheets. Crisp and yeah, clean. I, all it'll be is just powder, like just literal starch just on the sheet. Yeah, I washed the sheets and then I poured some starch on them. I thought that was what you're supposed like, There's just a whole bunch they, of like corn starch all over the bed. Yeah, there's about two pounds of it on here, so dig in, sweet cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't call your significant other sweet cheeks when offering them cornstarch disguised as cocaine. Yeah, uh, yeah, none of, none of those things would, would go over well. I mean, like, even if they were, like, her cheeks, like her face cheeks, like, I don't even know if that's, like, a great compliment. Well, I mean, some of the perfumes and whatnot that women put on smell like things that would taste sweet, like strawberries or marshmallows, but when you taste it, not sweet. And I've never met a girl that will smear her cheeks with jam or something instead of, you know, rouge. I don't know, man. Things are going a little more au naturel. Like, I mean, <laughs> no, no animal testing on those jams. 
Only whores use blush. Ladies pinch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that's from. That's from a thing? <laughs> I feel like I want to say The Simpsons, but I don't know. I'm sure one of our listeners is just shaking whatever they're listening and I'm like, that's from this, you idiots! <laughs> Classic cheese in the tugboat. Cheese in the tugboat. So, what well, we were just perfect segue into what we're talking about today, uh, <laughs> depression. And, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, a little bit of that, but it's just uh, talking about like the carefree lifestyle that has just swept the nation over the past five to ten years. This, this uh, YOLO, the you only live once uh, lifestyle that, that everybody's just uh, wanted to live. Yeah, hashtag just, YOLO. Yeah, fans care, you know, without care. Yeah, it's, it's almost apathetic, but not quite. Yeah, but that's, like, that's the thing. I think, like, this carefree is associated with, like, fun and all that kind of stuff, whereas, like, without, like, apathetic is, yeah, that's kind of more depressing. Yeah. It's more, I, I don't care because I don't want to be here alive type of things. I believe. You can correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, there's like, I don't care versus, like, I only get one shot at this. I'm not going to care about what other people think and I'm just going to go do what I want. I wish I remembered the lyrics to uh, that Eminem song at this point. Where he says, like, if y'all go for broke, that one? No, the one or where the, he's only got one shot. It's from the movie. Uh, yeah, yeah, the the, the eight-mile song. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny, I don't even yeah. know what it's called. I just know it's... Going out mile, got my chance at success. That one. <laughs> nope, don't know that one. I am not as familiar with the Eminem uh, library as you think that I am. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, so the one is like, uh, you gotta lose yourself in the music the moment you want, you gotta never let it go, you only get one shot, so don't miss a chance. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, so you're, you're, this is like saying, like, take your chance when it's given to you. Like, this is when opportunity knocks, you answer the door, and then you rob them and take all their money and become successful. Take all of opportunity's stuff. I Yeah, all I think that people have misconstrued that somehow to think that everything is an opportunity, which I guess in some matter of speaking it could be. Like, oh, I have the opportunity to do this. Oh, I'm doing that. Like, you know, yeah. this, this isn't the movie Yes Man. You're not Jim Carrey. Yeah. That's like something you'll find quite easily on Facebook or on, uh, yeah, I don't know, uh, Pinterest or something. As like this, oh, so motivated by this saying today about, uh, oh, you take your opportunities. Oh, yeah, every every opportunity, life is an opportunity, so uh, take it. Life is an opportunity. Live it. Yeah. And we're just saying, like, just straight up rob opportunity. Like, just. Take it, take opportunity for, for all he's worth. Yeah, when you get a real one, you gotta milk that thing. Get a get a full glass of milk and get that milk mustache. Drink it down. <laughs> Drink it down from old man opportunity. <laughs> who I'm you just picturing who you like milk? Like an amazing regal 
I'm thinking like Mr. Peanut when he was in his 40s or kind of like a cross between that and Don Draper. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Draper Tunities. Draper Tunities. <laughs> what? Uh, that's going down a dark path. But, uh, no, that's, I, I think that's more what people should be doing is isolating these, not, not really your, you know, make or break moment, but f- trying to figure out what real opportunities are rather than just saying, Oh, I have the opportunity to go drinking after work with Tom. <laughs> Got to do it. YOLO, you know? Yeah. That's like a lot closer to FOMO, like fear of missing out. You're like, Oh man, if I don't go to this party, I may miss out on meeting the one or I may miss out on this hilarious joke that someone will probably tell. Yeah. Or, uh, they're going to have a killer yeah. time, and if I stay home and do my taxes, I'm going to miss it. Yeah, plus you can do your taxes like any time, but like how often is Frank going to be uh, having a kegger where Julie, like, Adel will show up? That'd you be... know, Julie Adel's just like a smoking hot fox. Yeah, and you heard uh, Christine Wankton saying that she probably uh, would be interested in you if uh, if you made a move. Like, and you don't know. Christine's kind of full of it, so you never know if it's really true or not. But can you take that chance? Yeah, because like I mean, if you if you don't take that chance, like that that's one of those like what is it like uh, you know if you go and do it and nothing happens, at least you know you tried. But if you don't go, you'll never know, right? Yeah, you can't win what you don't bet. You miss 100% yeah. of the shots you don't take. Yeah, if, if, you, if you don't go, you won't know. That's, that's, that's my new slogan. That's the thing. That's going all over Facebook. That one, and then get it together. That one really took off, get it together. I've been, people have been saying that to me and being like, get it together, man. And then like knowingly looking at me. But this is all through text message, so I'm making the assumption yeah. that they're looking at me. Yeah, like, I'm picturing, like, a get it together, and then, like, this long pause, and you're kind of, like, going to turn and walk away, and then you look back, and you just go, if you don't go, you won't know. <laughs> and then you, then you actually walk away. And then the you have, like, a little glint in your eye, and then, like, the person that you said it to just, like, has the most profound experience on the face of the earth. I feel like it's going to be up there with... The classic, that's real juice. Drink it up. Yep. Hashtag Jay Miller. Hashtag flutes. Hashtag early day. <laughs> he's uh, he's doing stuff again. I think he got another show picked up by HBO, so he'll have two hit shows on HBO soon. Yeah, I swear, like you are basically through this media, like effing TJ Miller's feet. Because you promote him pretty much like every episode of every podcast that we have. Uh, I was going to say his D, just because it's more polite that I would S his oh. D. Yeah, he's uh, he's good at being a funny dude. So I watch his business and uh, it makes me laugh out of my mouth. Yeah, it's actually kind of interesting to think of guys in terms of whether or not they're, they're, they have a C or a D. Yeah, that's... Uh, well, it's like the... Uh, Guys that make love versus guys that, uh, I don't know if we have the explicit tag on this or not, but 
I won't drop the F bomb, but you got your F bomb guys and then you got your like, you know, make love type of dudes. So yeah, yeah, probably I, the probably the same thing. You got your C guys are the ones that do the Fing. And then you got your uh, D guys that are doing the loving. Yeah, that's like exactly what I was thinking. Like, uh, uh, but so, so we'd like to put it out to our listeners. Uh, I mean, uh, we want to know. We want to hear from you. Would you consider yourself a, a, a C guy or a D guy? I mean, just because we want to, we want to, we want to know and why. Let's yeah. put it out there. We're doing a census on your genitals. <laughs> are you a C or a D? That is frightening, cl- frighteningly close to a general census. Yeah, we're doing know, a, a genital census. Can you fill out this form, sir? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just, ever, it's just two letters. One, you have a huge, like, the biggest font you can get, C, and on the other side of the page is a D. And you say, uh, can you fill out this uh, survey, please, sir? And just hand it to somebody and see what happens. <laughs> We want to hear from the listeners at home. We want to get StatsCan. We want to get the attention of StatsCan on this. Yeah, if we get StatsCan to share the uh, C versus D numbers on dudes in this province, that would be yeah. fantastic. So when you're selecting the C or the D, are they going to um, fill in a box? Well, I would assume that they're to be able to figure it out, I think you, you have to fill out a box at some point. Or at least... <laughs> At least put something in the box. I don't know if you'd be able to fill it out completely. <laughs> and if maybe that's a factor in whether you consider yourself a C or a D. And how, yeah. com- how completely you can fill the box in. <laughs> See, everyone, I hope that's an opportunity. <laughs> we saw an opportunity, and we took it. YOLO! Took- <laughs> <laughs> that's an opportunity you take. Uh, and, and you go with it. You got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them. Just came up with that just now. That's pretty good. You should throw in some kind of, like, show them, too. Oh, yeah. When you know when to show, you know when to run. That's, uh... <laughs> you, we might have something here. Oh, yeah, I think... I, I re-listened to an episode recently, and there was a thing that we've really neglected over the past three or four, and that's... Tangents 2015. So, tangent today. Hear that? Can you do that again? Tangents 2015. (laughs) Now, I don't know if that's like sounds like a really awesome gust of wind or like panther growl. That's like just kind of having an off day. I feel like. That's up to the imagination of the the listener. Beauty's in the eye of the listener. What? Um, For that listener, you have beautiful eyes. Yeah, and the beauty is inside of them. Gross. Um, Yeah, so I was riding around with my kids today, and I thought it would be really humorous to... We had to have this uh, safety meeting, luncheon thing, so I said, okay, well, we we went for lunch, and... It's always a struggle when you have four people to figure out where you're going to go for lunch. There's people that don't want to do this, and I like this, but I hate that. Uh, I've been there already, this kind of thing. So I made up a really elaborate voting system 
that involved a random number generator from random.org. Thanks for all the good work you do, random.org. Um, and we made, uh, basically, we kind of processed the elimination. Everyone had one veto, and then they got to make a choice from the remaining list after originally selecting three locations. And then from your choice of the final list, each uh, restaurant was assigned a 50 block or 50 numbers in a block. So like one to 50, 51 to a hundred, et cetera. And uh, whatever restaurant you vote for, if the number lands in that block, they get a, a tally and whoever has the most tallies at the end wins. So it was really cool. But anyways, that's way off topic. Um, we were driving there. We went to McDonald's. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's so crazy elaborate. No, it's, and then I'm the boss, so we went to the restaurant I wanted to go to. <laughs> but no, we uh, we were on our way there, and I was telling them about the new show on A&E called Married at First Sight. I think you and I have talked about it before. If not, somebody look it up. It's it's just insane. insane. So we were talking about it, and the one guy, he's like, oh, you mean the guy with the gray hair that looks like a North Pole jester? And I was like, <laughs> I was like excuse me? And he's like, you heard me. So all afternoon, we just kept saying North Pole Jester. And I was like, that should be the name of like a brand of shirts. So it's pat- patent pending. We, uh, we are going to launch a shirt line called North Pole Jester. The back will, of course, just be like a massive picture of a jester. And the front will just say like NPJ on it. It sounds, if you keep saying it over and over again, it sounds awesome like it should be a thing. So we're going to do it. Uh, so this is like a button-up or a polo or a t-shirt? Oh, no, it's like a t-shirt, like to replace tap-out, basically, because I'm sick of those. Or like, okay. or like, um, oh, what's the Bauer? Eddie Bauer? Is that a thing? Uh, yeah. Yeah, like I was picturing more of like, you know, like polos, like the Lacoste thing, and they always have that tiny little emblem. Up, like, I think Banana Republic has, like, a little penguin, and then, um, Lacoste oh. has that. We would definitely that. branch into that, I'm sure, but, I mean, yeah, cause I, this would be something think, that Andre from the League would wear. Yeah, like, I'm already picturing, like, the, the symbol being, like, a pole with, like, a, you know, jester hat, like, dangling off of it, or, like, an actual jester, like, peeking out from behind the pole. Like, the pole hides him, but doesn't at all. So, just... I just want to put it out there to our listeners that make sure uh, make sure you keep your eyes peeled for NPJ shirts in the future. NPJ, NPJ man. <laughs> Open. That's the end of my tangent. Nice. That was our segment, Tangents 2015.
know, who cares? It's apathy that can lead to a lot of uh, like negative vibes, and, and you probably won't have the like success that you're looking for. So, I would like to jump off on like the carefree attitude. Like, I really like the idea of like the productive carefree guy, like the guy who's like. I don't care what this person's telling me to do. I don't care what this person is telling me to do. I would like to do this, and I'm going to do whatever's in my power to do that because I love it, and there's no point going through my life doing something that I hate um, just that, to make other Isn't that called passion? Kind of. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of words for it. Uh, <laughs> passion is one of them. Like how uh, DJ's father-in-law would, would really step up to that that example yeah. and then there's like what happens when there's that carefree it's not the apathetic or whatever it's the, the carefree attitude that's like I am going to party I'm going to live it up every single day I'm not going to get a job I'm not going to do anything like that I'm just going to like drink and just party all the time or travel all the time and rack up a crap ton of debt yeah, somebody that's more interested in quote unquote living life and gaining experience than kind of facing the harsh realities of the real world. Yeah, like taking on responsibility and stuff like that. Yeah. Tricky balance. Tricky balance. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, and and I I worry that, you know, some of the people that are still doing the uh, you know, live it up, let's rock and roll type of lifestyle. Once they get to past a certain age, can they still successfully transition into the, you know, live in the suburbs, have your house, make your payments on time type of lifestyle? I don't know, because I always feel like um, either it would take like a moment in life that's like a life-changing moment, so either something like traumatic happens or, I don't know, something like that that kind of inspires them or, or makes them change because they... They've learned the errors of their ways. Um, or, like anything else, if you find that everybody else around you is changing and you're not, you always just go and find new people who, who kind of fit the way that you would like to live. Yeah, and I'm, pic- I'm picturing like a 60s hippie type of person that wants to just, you know, live the life and keep going. And then, you know, at what point do they realize that their lifestyle is not really feasible for someone of their age and responsibility level. And that's the thing is I feel like like in today's society with the ability to be connected with so many different people, you can find people like you can make it so easy for yourself to just not really change your, your habits or behaviors because, you know, again, like if, if the people around you are kind of like not enjoying what you're doing, you can always just find new people. Yeah, just, just, just move on, be like a social nomad. Yeah, exactly. Snowmad? Nomad, yeah. So so I think I think it's actually quite a bit easier nowadays to be able to live that sort of less responsibility lifestyle kind of deal. Yeah, and I think kind of the way things have gone in the last 10 years really fosters that as well in terms of, and we've talked about it before, in terms of, you know, people are in school longer. It seems like you have to have a master's degree to really get a job now. So people stay in school into their mid twenties often. And, uh, 
some people just have a hard time transitioning out of that kind of lower responsibility uh, lifestyle that they had in school. And I've, I've actually come across a lot of people that will just try something briefly or they don't get a job right away and say, oh, well, I guess I'm not in the right field, so I'm going to go back to the drawing board and start another degree or go to college for a couple of years to get something that gives me a better shot at getting a job. And I mean, a lot of times that's the right strategy, but there's people that are just floundering in the education system just to, it's almost like they're unbeknownst to them hiding from the real world. Not, not the show, not the show, just like the actual reality. Yeah. 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 And, and, and you can see, you can see the logic in it, but then at, at some point, when does it sort of, sort of end and, and I don't know I shared a similar experience to that I mean like you, you get out of the undergrad stuff and you kind of expect the world to be on your plate because everyone told you that the uh, the nectar was going to be just flowing in without uh, any effort and and it just didn't quite happen that way um, so you, like you go back to school let's get a higher education that's more I guess in my case like professionally directed like you learn job skills uh as opposed to all, like tons and tons more theory. Like, don't get me wrong, there was tons of theory that we learned, but it was something that I knew I could use to get a job specifically, um, and and it's worked out. Um, but there definitely, when you're in it, there's definite temptation to just continue on that that education path. Like when you're in that group and everybody's doing it, it makes it seem like normal, and that's what you should should do. But there's like a whole like other world out there in the job scene where it's like, yeah, you need to kind of make some cash here. Quit filling your noggin with knowledge and just get out there and, and live life. Yeah. I, I don't mean going back to school to pad your education like you're talking about. I'm talking about I've met some girls that are on their third undergraduate degree. Like, don't just change the, the program. You need to change either the level of education or how applicable it is to the job that you're trying to get, etc. But, yeah, there's, the, I don't know, I just don't understand. I was ready uh, when I finished my six-year master's. I was definitely ready to face the world at that point. In fact, it took so long because I started to try and work before I was finished writing because I got tired of living, you know, paycheck to paycheck and scrimping by when I knew that I had enough that I could probably weasel into something where I get paid to live comfortably and, you know, live in the lifestyle that I'd grown accustomed to. Yeah, yeah, like when you're, when you're playing Super Mario, like the original Super Marios or whatever, you don't just go through the same level just to find a different path to get to the same result. Like you look for the warps, man. Like you're looking for this new path that's going to like, you know, jack up your coinage so that you can skip like a bunch of steps process yeah, you gotta right? get you gotta get those warp whistles man yeah yeah and like if you're gonna go grab your masters you're warping man like you're kind of you're skipping some well it's basically just... like adding 10 years of work experience to your resume by having well this is what it was explained to me as when i started it like a decade ago almost it's like adding 10 years of work experience to your resume in terms of both your pay scale and kind of your starting point. So it was a smart move at the time to do it. Now some people figure that out and then all of a sudden everybody's doing it. 
I mean, when everybody's doing it, it's not a thing anymore. No, yeah. The uniqueness dissolves like so much dish soap in an old, dirty sink of dishes. Yeah. I mean, originally there's going to be soap, but when you start throwing those dirty dishes in there, I mean, those, those bubbles get going to pop. Yeah, you want to be on those bubbles at the start. You don't want to be in the grime at the end. Oh, yeah. And I think the boom on that is coming to a close, and it's just commonplace now for people to have the master's degrees. And I, I might be living in a little bit of a sheltered world, too, where a lot of my industry has it, but I, I feel like across multiple industries, the standard now is no longer just the university degree. It's something else, another diploma or degree as well. Yeah. Yeah, no, and it makes sense, and I, and I think that the logic behind it is just like if you're putting in this little extra time at the beginning, um, then you will be able to sort of, uh, I think I did the math one time, and it's like if you spend this time in, in school and spending this money, um, you're in the hopes that by the time you're, say, in your 30s or 40s, the amount of money that you're getting paid for going to the school is going to overlap the fact that, like, you missed, say, three or four years of actual working and making money and spending money. Um, so it's just sort of that, uh, get some calculus to figure that one out. But they did, uh, that, like, yeah, putting in this little investment of education is going to, like, help you long-term, um, yeah, which well, is very difficult. Well, you're very doing... Count- oh, yeah, go ahead. It's, it, well, it's very counter that, like, uh, the, the fear of missing out or the YOLO type attitude, like, oh, screw, like, grad school or screw doing more education. Let's just, like, get out there and, and, and do whatever. Um, because that's not, I, I would feel like you only live once thing usually negates good planning in the future, but not always, I guess. Yeah, I, I, I see it as your, the YOLO concept is uh, you're really not, putting any stock in the future you're, you're worrying more about the present and living now because you only live once you're not planning like well i only live once so i'm going to put away money for 25 years and then i'm going to retire at 55 so that the one life i live i can you know enjoy it for 20 extra years in retirement right well i guess 10 yeah nice math on that one you're doing derivatives yeah. over there calculating how much uh you're making through grad school corollary to some other number that I'm not going to try and name, but anyways, instead of working till 65, you're trying to, you know, peace out at 55 or 50 or something and YOLO so hard for 20 years, whereas the other people are trying to get their YOLO in, in their twenties. And then, but then they end up having to work till they're 65 because they didn't set themselves up unless they're trust fund babies. And then, I mean, Go for it, I guess. Yeah. But, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of a an, an interesting thing, whether you take your, and we'll call it freedom f- for just the sake of argument, but you enjoy your freedom when you're young and don't really have any money, or you enjoy your freedom in your golden years when you have money to do pretty sweet stuff. But when, yeah. you, when you're young, you don't care as much because you're invincible or whatever mindset you have that allows you to do that. I don't know. I was too much of a cautious Carl. I never 
just said, I'm going to go backpacking across Africa. I'm going to go check out Nepal for a year and learn how to weave hats over there or whatever people do nowadays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's the thing. You brought up an interesting point about like the whole, uh, you know, do you live it up uh, when you're young versus like having the sweet stuff when you're old. Like a lot of people when they're young especially go like, oh, I don't want to go do this stuff when I'm all like old and crippled. I want to go when I can like jump off uh, cliffs into uh, ponds with gigantic waterfalls and all that kind of stuff. Uh, like your your basket weaving across Africa or whatever it was that you just said, uh, that kind of stuff, and and that's true. But the one thing, well, I mean, I guess I'm biased because I like to golf and old people just golf all the time. So I'm like, yeah, I gotta get that retirement money. But the uh, the I don't know. People aren't thinking when you're old about what you can pass on to your children or to your grandchildren because you don't have that stuff and you don't think about that stuff but that's like what I would feel like I just wouldn't want to like be 65 and still working and then I've like screwed my kids over because I didn't uh, you know be responsible yeah that's an interesting perspective I I lean a different direction on that I, I feel like you know for them to be successful and to earn my pride and adoration etc they really should be making their own way in the world. I shouldn't have to set them up. It should be a gift if there's anything left. And for me, my golf is a pontoon boat. I would love to retire near water and just float around on my pontoon boat all day. That's my dream. Yeah, trade in your working, your, your working everyday tugboat, just the grimy, greasy tugboat for a nice, comfortable sponge of a pontoon boat yeah you get that toilet on board allows you to drink a little bit have a couple of brewskis maybe throw a line over the side that's what i'm talking about yeah yeah see i, I don't have much interest in that but i mean like each each their own yeah well uh, but I, when you're done golfing we, you can come out on the boat have a couple of drinks with me the old uh, right. tug pontoon boat oh man i am just seeing this as a scene right now as like Like, that sounds very much like the intro to some kind of fantastic sitcom about two retired dudes cheesing the tugboat and just the crazy adventures they get up to on the pontoon boat and golf course. Like, what comes to my mind is, like, Golden Girls with cheesing the... Yeah. We need a promiscuous uh, friend to hang out with us and then one of our parents. Uh, let's see, Tom, can you bring on Tonka Truck, or, uh, oh, we'll bring on, uh, the GRP, that's what we'll do. Yep, GRP will be the promiscuous, uh, crazy oh, Blanche character. Antixie will get up to. Imagine <laughs> the pickles we'll get in. Oh, the pickles, my god. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, 
I would watch that. Even if it was about someone else and not called the tugboat. If there was a pontoon boat and all kinds of pickles, I'm in. Did you hear that? Yes, that was awesome. We got a... Glasses and wine, and I, since we're getting married, uh, apparently when you get married, people just give you gifts all the time. You have all these parties, especially for the bride. Like, I can see why women want to get married since, like, they are infants, because you just, it's like a birthday party, but, but better. Like, they just give you stuff. It's like a year-long so, birthday party. Yeah, like, oh, you found a man? Good for you. Have a bunch of stuff <laughs> to live your life. Uh, sorry, Aziz Ansari just walked into the room. Uh, Aziz. Whoa, look at all this stuff. Let me guess. Uh, Hold on. Having not seen it, I'm going to guess that's the gurgle fish picture. Whoa, you're really good at this game. Yeah. Gurgle fish. So it's a picture. Uh, man, product placement galore on this podcast. Yeah. Um. Big time. Uh, so... Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a gurgle fish, so you, like, pour water, and it makes cool gurgling sounds out of it, and you just, it just makes you happy. Like, water is the essence of life, but it rarely brings you tons of joy, whereas this just, just adds tons of joy to a very bland experience. You know, you know what I would do to really spice it up? Is I would put some nice, cold, ice-chilled bohemian spirits vodka in that container and then you lose the blandness of water and gain the excitement of bohemian spirits vodka cool crisp and clean oh nice uh i'm gonna put on my uh stereotyping pants here and i was just picturing a russian because russians like their vodka yeah. um just like imagine uh like a russian with joy <laughs> nope can't do it can't do it. Yes, this is great vodka from the gurgle fish. <laughs> like, even the gurgle fish, they just sound, uh... Just, I, I'm know. picturing just fully, like, basically just picturing Putin at this point. Just totally stone-faced, but not scowling. Just kind of like a neutral expression on his mouth. Yes, it will make you very happy, the gurgle fish. It gurgles when you pour the water. Possibly smiling with his eyes, but nothing else. Which is, like, the exact opposite of what, like, a fake smile would be. Because, like, you know someone's really smiling if they, like, have the eye movement. So he's got the eye movement of happiness, but his mouth doesn't move. That's just a, that is a, a facial expression mind. Uh, is, that, is that just yeah. someone that's squinting at, the, at that point? Yeah. yeah, I don't know. That's kind of, oh, that's weird. That's I'm not going to lie. I've got a oh, I've got a blank computer it. monitor in front of me, and I'm trying to do it, and it just it looks odd. It is not good. Uh, French Stewart on Third Rock from the Sun. That's what it would probably end up looking like. So, but but then it's Putin doing it. Yeah, that's hilarious. He's probably gonna kill us for doing this. But anyway, uh, back to the back to the YOLO. A little. <laughs> uh, you only live once. Get yourself a gurglefish. Uh, but but it's, it's interesting to see where I'm kind of interested in in the long term uh, I guess turnout of all this stuff like what this generation could turn out because it gets a lot of flack for being like 
oh, we're all going to be in the moment and we're all going to YOLO and live it up and all that kind of stuff. Um, but like, are we, is everything going to employ or is this like one of those favorite, my favorite saying, no better, no worse, just different. Yeah, I think, um, in my, in my mind, it's one, it's aided by social media and driven by it, um, with our new technology that we have to share these things and just gives people more motivation to YOLO stuff. But, uh, Long term, I think it's fate is tied to uh, something in that in that realm, like the sharing and you know overall. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, probably somewhere along the lines of privacy, but uh, we'll probably talk about that more at some other point. But it's just yeah, uh, yeah people. The long term effects will be tied to kind of. Uh, how society deals with this new explosion and readily available sources of information to everything. Yeah, and it's just like exploded um, a little nugget of exploration in my in my noggin. Um, just talking about like how this uh, would relate to the style of life that like you prefer to live. So, like in any generation, it's going to work for some people, and then there's going to be some casualties along the way. And just wondering if that person lifestyle, if they transplanted themselves to a different generation, would that make them extremely successful? So like, case in point, nowadays, fighting isn't super, super important um, as far as defending yourself and gathering food and blah, 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 blah. So like, you take some guy who's like super like jacked up and he's super angry and just wants to fight all the time, but that's like not accepted within the society. If you put him back way back when, he would probably be like a very successful warrior or something like that. Yeah, you, and, uh, you, you take some guy that's down at Trapper's Alley every Friday, mixing it up, trying to show off, and you throw him into, uh, you know, the olden days, and you got a new Cal, Cal Drago kind of guy. Yeah, exactly. So it's just kind of like um, uh, people who are living very much in the present or something that may work for some people extremely, extremely well, but for others, like I guess I'd say in my case, is just like the poor ability to plan it's sometimes like quite easy to remain in the present, but I think I would benefit a lot better if I learned how to plan things. Like, uh, you know, you might be able to reach a few more goals or, or do something like that. So, I don't know. I don't know. I would definitely go on the side of no better, no worse, just different. Um, but I think people our age are having some pretty badass experiences as far as going abroad and learning about different cultures and um, just living it up, having some good some good parties or whatever. But I don't know. I think a lot of us will just will grow up and we'll have uh, some good times. Yeah, and I, I don't disagree. I think uh, no better, no worse, just different as well. Um, quick question for you: a little grill and cheese to throw it back to that. What was the age of your life when you got your first cellular telephone? Ooh, interesting question. Um, it was after high school, which thinking back and thinking that cell phones are used by teenagers now in high schools more frequently, I'm like, oh man, that was, that's just disaster, man. That's disastering to happen. I don't know how people get through that. Kudos to young people for just mastering that or whatever. Um, oh, like Snapchat, if you had that in high school, my gosh. Um, so, uh, when did I have it? I got it in university. Oh, I remember, I remember, um, 2000, 
think that's when I got mine too. But it, wh why I bring it up is I was wondering, you know, you, you've mentioned your poor ability to plan, quote unquote. Um, do you think my heightened ability to plan comes from having to grow up with no cell phones and kind of, you know, you got to make plans well in advance if you want anything to ever happen? Or is that me growing up being the country mouse and you being more of a city mouse where, you know, you have more access to social settings, whereas I had to really plan things out in advance to be able to, you know, you got to get to town and then you got to find a way back and you got to make sure you have a place to stay. I wonder if that factors into our differential planning abilities. I bet you I would go with the latter as opposed to the former because, again, um, I, I think given that we got cell phones at the same point, more or less, I know yeah. you're older than I am, but whatever, yeah. I think that's negligible. I, I think there's there's features on cell phones that would help people to plan, blah, blah, blah. You're, if you're a planner, you can use that to your advantage. If you're not a planner, you probably won't even use those apps or anything because you're just like, man, I just want to live the way I live. But uh, I would say probably being out in the, in the country, yeah, like having to plan that stuff a little bit more because yes, it's more difficult to get to places or do things. What I also like to say is that I am the younger of the children in my family, and you are the oldest, as far as I know. I am the um, oldest, yes. <laughs> I am, I am, yeah. And uh, so I think that is a huge factor because I, I, I've read it and I've experienced it, is the fact that usually the youngest person in the family, there's so many people to take care of stuff for you, and you also don't have like a lot of the abilities that your older, older siblings have. So um, you just kind of tag along for the ride. You, everything is done for you. You're just there to experience it. Obviously, different families will be different. But if that, that was my experience, and that's typically what happens. So I didn't have to learn how to plan because I never had to plan because all the plans were made. And I just had to be there and be entertaining and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I would say that's consistent with my family, too. That's interesting nugget from cheese there yeah yeah that's uh that's uh, alfred adler right there man look it up that's another adler that's two or three we've had now oh yeah he's uh he was a big influence on me in, in my uh post-secondary education when you were allegedly hiding from life and yoloing it up oh big time big time and now it's a hiding from life b poor planning both of those things interesting stuff well cheese i think we uh, did we get everything we needed to we should probably start to look towards the finish line of this episode of conversations with cheese in the tugboat that's a great uh, conglomerate or compilation of all our of all our skills we had some tangents we had some grills we had some uh some jib jabs and some banter well i feel like when you take a few weeks off uh you really save up you're all juiced up ready to roll Yep. So, uh, everybody, remember, hit up uh, uh, the internet, start uh, hashtagging whether you're a C or a D, and uh, we'll see if we can't push for stats can to actually legitimately take that down. We'll, we'll, uh, Tugboat and I will do the initial stats. Yeah, the initial stats, you can leave your comments at thetugboat.ca, and uh, yeah, we'll see you on the internet, I guess. Yep, and uh, just so you know, we have a very uh, special podcast coming up with a, a nice topic that I think everyone will enjoy or at least have some aspects, might end up some heated discussions, and we've got a, a very special...
special guest, like just uh, super, super awesome guest coming. So you just listen in. It'll be such a surprise. The guest won't even know that he's a guest. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Until next time. <laughs>